and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, we're in for a good night. We're going to have some fun tonight. Are you ready for the Word? Yes. That's good. Well, we're going to... We're going to get into the Word, but I've got to give you the context of the Scripture we're about to go into. You've got to know the Scripture we're about to read is loaded. I'm like, loaded language. Like, like when a woman says she's fine, that kind of loaded. You just know. You just know. There's more to this, right? And, and, and so the, the Scripture we're going to pick up is in Luke 24. And in the previous episode, Jesus had been arrested. He had been crucified. And He had been resurrected. And yet we find these two gentlemen walking to a place called Emmaus, which was in the opposite direction of where Jesus said He would be post-resurrection. And essentially, they are giving up. Things didn't go the way they expected them to go. And so they hang their heads in disappointment and what was actually a great victory, they perceive as a real tragedy. And so this is the Scripture we're about to pick up. Are you ready? You can follow along on the Sky Bible. Um, On the road to Emmaus, it says, Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along along with them. But they were kept from recognising him. I love this so much. All right. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one? Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? They're talking to Jesus about what had happened and saying, don't you know what had happened to you, essentially? Like they're talking to the guy it happened to, saying, you don't know what happened. The irony here. And so he says, what things? What happened? And they're like, about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, he was a prophet. Interesting, he was, not he is, they say he was. Powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hope. And he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. Now, in the next few verses, they're essentially saying, hey, the women have told us that he might be alive, yet they're still not there. They're still not believing it. They're still downcast. And he said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah had to suffer these things and then enter His glory? Did I not tell you what would happen? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, He explained to them what was said in the Scriptures concerning Himself. And they approached the village to which they were going. Jesus continued on as if He was going farther. But they urged Him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. Now you've got to know, you don't walk at night in this time. 
It's dangerous to be walking around at night. So they urge him, no, 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 stay with us. It's almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And here's the point in the story where it's like the main character is about to have a bunch of flashbacks. They're about to be like, whoa, that whole time it was Jesus. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, here we go, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the Scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once. Remember, it was night. They were just saying, no, no, stay in. It's almost time. And they get up and once and go. Why don't we pray before we go any further? Father God, we just thank you for your Word tonight that it is alive and active. And God, we just ask that you would reveal to us yourself again. Lord, that we would see you with fresh eyes tonight. And God, you would do what we cannot. In Jesus' Name, Amen. If this message had a title tonight, it would be Just Have Faith. Just Have Faith. A little bit of an annoying statement if I'm, if I'm going to go there. It's a bit of an annoying statement, but we'll get there in a second. We got any sports fans in the house? Any sports fans? Any basketball fans? Just any fans of just anything in life? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. How good. I loved basketball growing up. It's a great sport. A lot of fun. And, and um, I took it very seriously. The school teams I took very seriously. I would train after training. I, I mean, I, I mean, I was kind of five-time MVP, but like, whatever. Um, anyway... <laughs> I mean, I took it seriously. I had dreams of how these, you know, gala day game days were going to go. And so the day, the night before a gala day, I'm up at night picturing what's going to happen. I'm like vision, like I see myself getting the steal, running to the other side of the court, hitting the layup. You know, I see myself hitting those threes. Come on, like I see myself with handles for days, defense that, you know, you just can't break. So I was excited for gala days, could barely sleep. And we had this one gala day where we were against our rivals. Yeah, our rivals. I'm talking these were, this was our greatest rival. This was like, this was like Liverpool versus Manu. This was like Boston versus Lakers. This was like New South Wales versus Queensland. I got you there. There we go. We got one. This was a, this was a great rivalry we had with this school. And, and so game day comes, I've pictured how we're going to win, how we're going to conquer, how we're going to overcome here. And um, I'm having a day. We're, we're doing well. I'm getting the steals. We're, I'm shooting okay. We're having a day. And not only did I have a rivalry with that school, I had a rivalry with a particular chick on that team. Like, like, like it was me versus her. Like I'm defending her. She's trying to defend me, you know, like. Like, we had our own rivalry within the rivalry. Anyway, so we're going head to head. And now I don't know what happened, but I was defending her, and she decided that she couldn't beat me. No, no. She decided that it would be a good idea to clock me one with her elbow like this. And so, I don't even know how her elbow got up there, but she clocks me one like this, and I just hear, and I was like, Interesting. Like, this doesn't feel great. Um, 
But I'm that kid that like could pop bones out and stuff. So I'm like, I just popped a bone out. Like it's all cool. Um, But I'm like, I should probably get off the court. So I put my hand off. I'm like, yeah, get me off this court. And um, they think I want the ball. So they throw the ball at me. (laughs) And I go to grab the ball with the right arm. And I'm like, whoa, it's like, it's like disconnected. Like there's nothing there. Like it's just completely gone. What I didn't know is my collarbone had broken completely. Like there, there was not, uh, it couldn't go any farther from that. There was just a big disconnect, big distance there. And um, it didn't go the way we planned. So I ended up in a hospital getting an x-ray, a guy telling me, no, no, you've, you've, you've done a good break there. That's a, that's a decent break. My summer changes, everything looks different, right? But here's the thing, these These guys, these disciples, had just spent about a year and a half of their lives devoted to to following Jesus. And then it didn't go the way they expected, and they find themselves in a place disconnected, disappointed, disillusioned, and heading home, giving up. This didn't go the way we thought it would go. Because they thought Jesus was going to come in and, and their enemies would be Jesus' enemies and it would be this great thing, but it, it wasn't what they expected. Sometimes we have expectations that aren't from God. We put expectations on what we want from God rather than the Word of God. Because it happened just as Jesus said it would. But isn't that true in life sometimes that we feel the disconnect? This isn't the way I thought it would go. I thought I would have the job right now. You know? I thought I would own a house by now. I thought I'd be healed by now. I thought I'd have that relationship by now. And then you find yourself in a place of disconnect. You find yourself disappointed. You find yourself with your head downcast, going, God, what just happened? And then there's the temptation to believe the lie that you're in this alone. There's the temptation to believe the lie that you're in this alone, but also that no one understands you. Didn't they say to Jesus, don't you get what's been happening? As if Jesus was a stranger to what was happening. But sometimes when we're in the thick of it, we think God is a stranger to what's going on in our lives, right? We feel disconnected. So what do you do when you feel this? Because I've heard it said you just have faith, right? But what does that even mean? What does it mean to just have faith? I want to know what it looks like. I want the grit. I want, tell me what... It means, because here's the thing, life rarely goes to plan. Like, that's just life. So what do we do when it doesn't go to plan? What do we do in life? What does faith look like? And the first thing that I believe we can take from this scripture is number one, faith listens. Faith listens. We don't always have a hearing problem, we have a listening problem. It's not that God wasn't speaking, it's that they weren't listening. Faith 
listens. The Word of God says faith comes through hearing the message and the message about the Word of Jesus Christ. That is to say there are voices in your life that do not stir your faith. There are voices in your life that will try and hinder your faith. So what voices are you listening to? I remember my um, sister had this brilliant idea one day. She was older than me, obviously, but um, as the younger sister, you do what the older sister says, like respect your elders, it's biblical. Like. So, so like she had this brilliant idea and we're, we're sitting out the front and the car's on the driveway and I think she was about to get her license, but she's like, Tiles, let's drive the car. Like, yeah, let's do it. Like, you said it, all right, let's do it. You got a plan, let's do this. She goes, but the parents can't know. So what we're gonna do here, we're gonna, there's music playing on the inside, on the inside of the house. You're gonna turn that up so loud that they can't hear the car running. And then grab me the keys. So I'm like a little minion just doing whatever she says. I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do it. So I get her the keys, I turn the music up really loud. We get in the car, she doesn't know how to drive. So, so here's the driveway, here's the grass, and then there's this big concrete barricade. And, and clearly not skilled, she drives straight into the concrete barricade and all I hear is And I'm like, oh, I don't know if that was a good idea anymore. It was a bad idea. Mom and dad come out, we're in all this trouble, but here's the thing, right? We thought that if we just turn up the voice in our life that we wanna hear, it'll be okay. Right, some of us, it's not like, it's not that God's not giving you the answer, it's you don't like the answer He's giving you. So you're like, let me find a voice that will validate what I'm feeling right now. Come on, let me just turn that up in life. Yep, make me feel good about myself. Make me, uh, make me stay in my comfortable place. Don't challenge me. I don't wanna change, like, come on, we do this. Well, like, Jesus hasn't answered my prayer. He did, like, ages ago. But you're like, it wasn't the answer I want, so I'm just going to keep praying. Come on, God, keep praying. It's not until hindsight where you're like, oh, thank you, God, for answering that prayer. We need to learn to listen. Because what did they do on that road? He, did, he began to open the Scriptures, expound the Scriptures, so, so they would be founded on the Scripture so that they, they would have a foundation in Scripture. Come on, not in just what they wanted from God, but no, no, on the Scripture of God. We need to learn to listen, sit long enough, ponder Him. You know, the strongest relationships have the greatest communication. So if some of us aren't letting God speak to us, faith, Listens. Second thing faith does is faith walks. Faith walks. Sometimes we overcomplicate it. We make it so, so crazy. It's just a walk. Come on, it's really relational. Jesus has called you to walk with Him. One step. It says we walk by faith, not by sight. One step at a time, one day at a time, faith walks. Let me put it this way, faith has a pace. Anxiety has a pace. Fear has a pace. 
right? Disappointment has a pace. Like, you know, anxiety is always like, ah, running around like crazy. Like, it has a pace. Disappointment, you know, dragging its feet. Doesn't want to go anywhere. What does faith do? It walks. Just one step. Just one day. It's, it's simpler than it. It's simpler than we think it is sometimes. It's just a walk. It's relationship with God. What's determining the pace of your life right now? What's determining the pace of your life? Because if, if you find yourself running yourself to the ground, maybe anxiety, maybe, maybe worry is the pace that's controlling your life. But God hasn't called us to walk at that pace. He's called us for a walk. Just walk. Just a step. Sometimes I think we mix up the with with the for. Because God's called us to walk with Him, right? But sometimes we either think God's just supposed to do everything for us. Or that we're just doing everything for God. And so on the for us side, we're like, um, God, like let, it's like Subway Christianity, right? It's like we read the Bible like an order at Subway and we're like, I'll have a bit of grace today. Forgiveness. Actually, don't like the taste. Just take that off. Not a fan, right? Like repentance. Uh, no way. Sorry, really don't like that one. Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pile it on. Love. Yeah, love it. Peace. Come on. More of it. Right? And we've started to custom order our Christianity to what we think fits us. That's not the way God's called us to live. Like, it's like we give God a grocery list and we're like, did you miss that on the list? You didn't see that one there? Do you want to just go back and get that for me? Like, no, 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 God is, it's not that God just does everything for us. But then on the other side, we think we do everything for God. It's like, you know, the guy that scores the try on the footy field and he's like, but Jesus, yeah. <laughs> you ever seen, you know, there's this, there's this scripture about Peter, right? I love this so much. Peter, um, they come to arrest Jesus. He gets out his sword and he cuts the guy's ear off and he's like, for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus is like, what are you doing? Don't do that. We do weird things when we're doing things for Jesus. There's like Mary and Martha and one of them's in the kitchen. She's getting all like riled up. She's trying to make food for Jesus. And the other one's just sitting there enjoying his company, living with him, right? And she's like, Jesus, tell her to do something. And he's like, no, no, she's chosen the better thing. She's just doing it with me. She's a busy cooking in the kitchen like, for Jesus. God hasn't called us to do it for Him. And it's not that He just does it all for us. No, no, it's the walk with Him. It's the walk with Him. When was the last time you made a plan with God? You know that, you know, we don't fast to get things from God and we don't fast to impress God. We fast to go with God. Oh, I'm getting on the same page here. I want to know your heart here. I want to know what you're up to here. I'm doing it with you. 
Faith walks with God. And the third one tonight is faith talks. Faith talks. You see, the thing is, some of us feel that we have to get our situation together to get back to Jesus. Like, let me sort out my life and then I'll just get back to, I'll just figure out my quiet times. I'll just, I'll just figure it out and I'll just get back to that. As if God's waiting at a distance. But what does He do in this Scripture? They're disappointed. They're talking about it. They've got their own doubts. Come on, what does He do? He walks with them. He wasn't waiting for them to figure it out. He wasn't waiting for them to get it together. No, He's like, I'll meet you where you're at. And it's that revelation that opens their eyes. It's that revelation that begins to change things. I don't know about you, but I know I've had some times of feeling weak, feeling overwhelmed, feeling under pressure and going, God, where are you in this? I remember feeling like, God, I just, I just really need to get back to you. I just really want to be close to you again. And I had kind of like run myself to the ground trying to do stuff for Jesus. And I find myself in a place just with nothing left, it felt. I'm sitting in my bedroom one night, just like this. And I'm like, God, where are you in this? Because I feel disconnected from the call. I feel disconnected from you. I don't know what to do here. So here's the thing. I went back to get an x-ray for my collarbone. And the doctor says to me, he's trying to figure out if I need surgery. He ends up saying to me, see this, see this gap? You don't need surgery, because what's gonna happen is a bone will begin to form between the gaps. And then you'll grow, and as you grow, it'll, it'll stretch out and grow even stronger. And here I am in this place going, God, where are you? And I just felt like he said, I'm right with you. I'm in the middle of it. Just because you're doubting, just because you've got disappointment, just because you're going through something, just because you're hopeless, doesn't mean I'm waiting for you to get it together. I'm right in the middle. I'll meet you in the gap. Because so many of us have a, I'm not this enough. And I'm not strong enough. But the beautiful irony in the Gospel is that it says, let the weak say I am strong. So in a place of weakness, what did, I, what did I learn? That He met me right there, that He would be the gap, that He would bridge the gap. Come on, that He would make the distance for me. It wasn't something I had together. He just met me where I was at, in that place of brokenness. He fills the gap. He fills the gap. I don't know what you're feeling disconnected from tonight what you're in the middle of, what you're not this enough. But can I tell you, Jesus meets you there. You're doubting. He'll walk with you. He'll walk walk with you through it. He's not just there for the highs. He's there for the lows. He's not waiting 
for you to get it together. And so what do these people do? When their eyes are opened, Jesus was with us, they get up at an instant. They get up at an instant and they're like, whoa, we've got to tell some people. They're like, people have to know this. People have to know we were with Jesus. People have to know He met us where we were at. People have to know He changed our life. People have to know He opened our eyes. Come on, people have to know this story. And they get up. And even though it was dark, even though they shouldn't have been out there, maybe they were afraid. They did it anyway. Why? Because the importance of the message was far greater than the challenge. Come on, they had, there was a weight to this Word that needed to be spoken. Their testimony needed to be shared. What was their testimony? That He walked with us. He walks with you. He walks with you. And it compels you to tell. I mean, it compels you to talk. There's a story to be shared. There are people that have got gaps in their life going, God, where are you in this? And come on, you're, you're gonna help them realise that Jesus will meet you right there. Jesus will meet you where you're at. You've got a testimony. You've got a story to tell of His faithfulness, of His goodness. Isn't it just good that just God sticks by you through it all? Like, thank God someone could put up with me like that. He just sticks by you. You know, maybe tonight you're listening to this and you're like, I didn't know that I could have a relationship with God. Maybe, maybe it's actually, I didn't know that God wanted a relationship with me. I thought it was all about religion. I thought it was everything I did for God. And you're like, I wanna walk with Him too. I want to know Him like that. I want the daily walk with Him. Come on, I want, I want, the, I want Him to direct me. Oh, come on, I want, to make, I want to make the plans with God. I want to dream the God dreams, not just the big dreams, but the God dreams. The good news tonight is you can walk with Him. That He's inviting you into relationship with Him. Why don't we close our eyes, bow our head in this moment. So we're going to give an opportunity for people to invite God into your life. And so we're going to pray a prayer together, inviting God into our life. And after that, I'll just ask you to raise your hand just so I can acknowledge it and know who I'm praying for. Why don't you repeat after me? Dear Jesus, thank You that You love me. Thank You that You gave Your life up for me. Tonight, I give my life back to You. From this day forward, walk with me, talk with me, live in with me as my Lord and Saviour. And just while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, if that's you tonight and you're like, I want this. I want the relationship with Jesus. I want the daily walk with Him. I wanna know Him. I didn't know I could know Him like that. If that's you tonight, or you felt disconnected, you felt like it was in the past, you felt like the best was behind you, 
and you're like, no, no, I want to walk with Jesus. If that's you tonight, just in this moment, why don't you just give me a little wave? Great, see those hands. Great, see those hands. Is there anyone else? Just hold it up long enough so I can see it and acknowledge it. Great, so good. So good, so good. Incredible. We can lift our heads. Thank, can, we just, can we just give God a round of applause for those people? Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.